I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The Baby Face of Podcasting, J.C. Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four questions. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestle cast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Hey, hey, Bailey. Ooh, ah. I wanna know, oh, oh, will you be my girl? That's a good talk. You only have to get one of those. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can catch us right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. I am. The one and only host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And boy, we got a special episode set up for the fourth wall fan. So, introducing my right-hand man, this tall glass of water across from me on the computer screen. Looks like he's stroking something in the air with his hand. Ladies and gentlemen, Fourth Wall's resident good doctor, introducing the one and only, because God knows we only need one of them, Doc Haas. <laughs> Long-winded, but lovely. That was pretty good, <laughs> you, know, right? you said one and only before, which it was kind of funny, because when I look at you through the computer screen, you kind of look like a white-ish ricochet-ish. A white-ish ricochet-ish? <laughs> Ish. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. <laughs> you know the bald, the beard, <laughs> the bald and the beard. But yeah, uh, you I do like some. I you do crazy his, flips and his shit. His beard is not as gray as mine. Can you do, do some crazy flips and shit? Nope. No. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Tell them who else we got with us, Bones. Yo, and we got a special, special guest host. So please, let's welcome back for his third run as a guest host. On the fourth podcast, third time is a charm, ladies and gentlemen. Give a warm, warm welcome to DFDC, the host of Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, found exclusively on the Wrestle Attic Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Paul Macchio. 
Good morning, Oozes. How are we, everybody? We're fantastic. Good He's good. not exaggerating with the morning. <laughs> exactly. No, it's not. not it's as it's, it's very mm. early morning right now. It's always yeah. very early morning. Welcome to the Insomnia Club. Yeah, this, right. is, uh, this is like the uh, after midnight delight right here. We do it. We do this frequently. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, fellas, we had a big week of wrestling. Uh, We had NXT Cardiff. We had All Out. And then we had the best Raw and SmackDown uh, consecutively that we have seen in a very long time. We've said, oh, that was the best Raw of the year. That was the best SmackDown of the year. But this is the first time, in my personal opinion that we've seen both shows consecutively be the best shows that we've seen so far this year. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know It was mean. a yeah. good week of it, of, of wrestling. Good week of, of Raw and SmackDown. So a lot of shit happened, and one of the biggest things that happened this week on Raw was fucking Bailey's heel turn. Or Bailey's attitude, her, her show of attitude. Because I don't want right. to say it's an official heel turn, because... She's still getting cheered, just like Becky Lynch was. It's not a heel turn yet. It's a turn of some kind, but it's not a heel turn. So, what'd you guys think? They they really seem to have a hard time turning women heel in WWE. Because every time they do, especially the women do like heelish things, the the audience goes absolutely fucking bonkers. Right. And this is the thing, when you wait so long to, this is going to happen one day when like John Cena like turns heel. Mm-hmm. The crowd's gonna kind of go bonkers because people have been waiting so <laughs> long for it and right. so long for that character change and that character development. Right. And then, you know, when you get it, whether it's doing heel things or doing face things, the crowd's gonna appreciate it and be excited. So I think that's what you're saying. I think you're seeing an audience who was who's been into Bailey, has grown stale of Bailey, and is excited for where Bailey's going now that she's moving on. Right. I think the Bailey heel turn would have worked better if it was with somebody that was outside of the four horsewomen. Because I think people are cheering more because they're finally getting to see the four horsewomen in the main event scene. Like, the four horsewomen are running the women's division once again. You know what? And I think this has been long awaited by everyone that the women's division needed this. Honestly, throw fucking Ronda Rousey back in there. Bring the four horsewomen up from NXT. Because you know what? Jeff and I were talking about this, and I think this is what's going to be happening now. Now that the four horsewomen of WWE are at the helm again. Let's talk about NXT for a quick minute. Rhea Ripley is on the black and yellow brand. Rhea Ripley is challenging Shayna Baszler. Rhea Ripley is the right person to finally defeat Shayna and take that NXT Women's Championship. That's going to be Shayna's call-up. If Shayna gets called up, you know Jessamine and Marina are going to follow suit because you got to keep the four horsemen together. Because honestly, even in NXT, Marina and Jessamine will be nothing without Shayna. Right. You know? And again, I hate yeah. that I, I want to like them, but those two are so fucking green. <laughs> yeah. Those two are so green. Like, Marina is just so sloppy in the ring. Who's the one that's married to Roderick Strong? That's Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. All right, so, I mean, the thing is with them, that's a natural storytelling that you never have to build because it builds itself. It's the four horsewomen of MMA versus WWE. Done. 
You don't need anything else. Yeah, it's, you have, have uh, to. You have to think. That the harder problem would be getting the four horsewomen of WWE on the same page to fight the four horsewomen of NXT. That would be the tougher right. story, though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, especially now that you have the four horsewomen fragmented, even though they're at top of the card, they're not the four horsewomen. They were. But now when you even think about it, Bailey and Sasha, we know they're still aligned. But if Bailey's pivot from the hugger really is a true pivot, you don't know if she's necessarily in a faction with the boss still or if they're just like frenemies, so to speak. Which I think it's really crazy what we were saying before about when they do anything heelish with the women. Uh, Corbin was saying, all hail King Corbin, but he was mentioning that when he did the end of days on Becky Lynch, the crowd's reaction was crazy because two people cheered for Corbin, realized what they were cheering for, and instantly changed it to booze because they realized who he was hitting the end of days on. And it was just a complete reversal when you realize that, oh, wait, just because it's Becky, you know, that has to do the whole flip of, like, how they're perceiving what's going down in the ring. And then if you even noticed what they're doing now continually with Sasha's return and reaffirmation, you know, as the boss, you know, we're seeing this kind of redefinition as to who the four horsewomen are and rebuilding them so they're standing on their own. We know who uh, the man is. We know who the queen is. We know who now the boss is. Now we're seeing the new version of Bailey. So what's next? Uh, I think real quick, going back to what Doc was saying, I don't think it would be that difficult to get the four horsewomen on the same page again. Keep your friends close and your enemies close. And I think no matter what, the four of them still have respect for each other. Like no matter what. I mean, obviously not real. I'm talking kayfabe. Yeah. I think even kayfabe, they still have that connection no matter what. And I think even us as the fans know that. Like, they are the they are the women's evolution. It's the four of them. Well, we could mm-hmm. add other people into that story, but it is the four of them. So, honestly, if, you, if Ronda returns, Ronda already has beef with both Becky and Charlotte, who are the two that are enemies, right? So, right, and you know what? You could even yeah. throw Sasha in there with Ronda too, because Sasha, yeah. I feel like you know, that, it's not as big, but that, like that stretch. You know, she only had the one, the one run in with Ronda. Right, but I'm saying she lost, and I'm sure she would love to she beat Ronda. But there was no retaliation after that. Because after that, it was her and Bailey wanted. I, I'm saying wanted. I'm, I'm putting emphasis on that because Sasha last week said she didn't care about them, but her and Bailey are the ones who wanted the women's tag team titles to become a thing. So after that Ronda uh, feud, it, it was right about, it was all about the tag team. Right. No, you after that. Well, I think the other things that you have to keep in mind though, is Bailey going back to their transition to the main roster was left back in NXT for some considerable amount of time. So you have that narrative there. She was the one left behind. You all forgot about me. But wait a second. No, no. I, but here's so the thing. Now she's coming back. Storyline, it could be, well, it's because, no, you weren't good enough to come to the main roster. You had to stay. Right. There. But it's because NXT had no one else. Asuka was still new, fresh to the uh, to the NXT Look roster. Shit. Where, where, where so is Asuka? Ember Moon. Where, where, yeah, where, speak, where are, well, are they? That's, that's a good question. Where are they? Oscar and Kyrie Sane. 
I know. Yeah. They're Kabuki Warriors, but they're not. What are they pillaging some islands in the like East Pacific? The like- uh, Bukaki Warriors. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I Doc. I did it again, dude. This is not an X-rated <laughs> show. Good thing I put the parental advisory on here. I put the pan- the parental advisory on every episode, dude. The, the, but think about that. The Bukaki John- Warriors. John hears Asian women and immediately goes dirty. <laughs> it's terrible. One of my British friends spent some time in Thailand, and he, he told me some crazy stories that involved turtles. That's <laughs> all so I'm going to leave it there. So am I go- Wait, turtles. Uh, in the description of this episode, we're going to talk about Bailey's heel turn. We're going to talk about some other wrestling news along with Bukaki and turtles in Thailand. Sex turtles. Sex turtles. Oh my god! What is happening? A little bit of bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Thank you for that, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, If I could touch on the horse swimming thing a little more, yeah, more it excites me more than anything else. Actually, if the horse women like horse horsewomen feud comes down and are all like become a factions and everything, I look forward to the inevitable breakup of the NX of the MMA for horse women and the inevitable Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler street fight that will come of it. Is it bad that I have no desire to see that? At least I have yet. plenty of desire to see that, man. Absolutely, I've I have tons of desire. I I like I want to see like the MMA people just fucking go at it with each other and well, start that's each other and go extreme. Yeah, if the if like or even if like Matt Riddle was to ever fight Brock Lesnar, would it be a UFC match or would it be a wrestling match? Like what happens when you have like former competitors who do have that MMA background and you have fans like yourself who want to see more of that MMA style fight. I personally don't really care just because I don't follow UFC, but I could see why somebody would. I I like all different styles of wrestling. I, I like when a wrestling card has a variety of different matches with different styles. You know, yeah. a slow methodic match, a high flying match, a energetic tag team match maybe a gimmick match like i need the variety in order for it to be interesting for me for three to four hours think back to ufc one the very first ufc Mm -hmm. back when royce gracie was there every single match had two fighters of different styles that's that is interesting you know, yeah, yeah. sumo wrestler fighting a guy who knows uh, French survive. It was great. It was great, oh, though. Great. And remember how good those Brock and Love Kurt that. Angle matches were back in the early two thousands, yeah. man. When Brock right. actually yeah. wrestled, yeah, yeah, they were. Hey, Brock wrestled against Seth, man. You leave you're him right. alone. No, yeah, no, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> a beast. <laughs> he's been a good beastie. He's he's behaved himself. He's, he's a good big good behaved beastie. He's showing up to work. Yeah. He's he's being involved in storylines. It's really nice. Right. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's bring this all back to Bailey. So let's all right. Well, we can st- still talk. Keep on the topic of the four horsewomen of WWE again because they are the the they are running this women's division. Yeah. Uh, you know, which you know what? Going back to what I've been saying for a while, I feel like the women's division kind of got forgotten after WrestleMania, and I feel like having the four of them at the helm again is going to really help boost it. Sasha's return, I think, was huge. Ronda is going to be coming back very soon. I I could I feel like she's got it's going to happen. I also feel like we're going to start seeing some more uh, call-ups from NXT in the women's division. 
uh, along with Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina, I think we're going to see um, Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. I'm Ooh. sorry. Yeah, Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair coming up to the main. I feel like they're in NXT. I feel like they're in NXT for at least another year. I think they're. I think Candice is in NXT as long as Johnny's in NXT. Well, I think Johnny. I think they're going to build NXT around Johnny as the face of NXT. You know, one of the faces of NXT. Especially because they're going to USA. Yeah, yeah, like TV on NXT what's that now. September for eighteenth? Eighteenth. I think yeah. it's in two weeks. Two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Oh, uh, actually, I mean, two no, weeks, wait. Then. It's it's this. It's next. Next week. Next week. But did the, you see they're doing some weird formatting where it's like the hours on TV and the second hours on the network, something like that? Oh no. No, I, I only. No, I can't confirm that, but I heard the big difference is that it's going to be available on the network 24 hours later uh, as opposed uh, to that. We'll, we'll as opposed to, to a month later Thursday. like Raw and Smackdown right. yeah so it'll be on demand in the network and me and I'm assuming it's going to be on Hulu too I think NXT is on Hulu already actually it if I'm not already. mistaken it so, is yeah because that was yeah. where it first was before it made it to yeah. the network was a thing it was only on Hulu right yeah. right but so um, sorry, so let's go back. Let's talk about Sasha's return real quick also. So Sasha's return, she had a terrible, terrible promo last week, redeemed herself this week, but uh, just her whole performance, even the little bit of talking she did this week. And also, can we disagree that she looked badass on Monday in that outfit that she had on? Why? I wish she would have worn that on Tuesday also, but she wore like her normal Sasha gear. I like that shit that she wore on Monday. That needs to be like her fucking thing. The color scheme was different. I liked the one, it was more of like a one piece than the two piece. Uh, I felt like that with her blue hair really fit the new character. Um, now with that being said, what does Bailey need to make this heel turn more prominent? Obviously we could probably say the inflatable tube men. Yeah, lose go. those. Do you know what I heard? Do they go or did they be did they become evil? Do they or all turn black with like these fangs and a red or penises? They no, should be penises. penises. No, they Joey Ryan is not here. That's Joey Ryan's thing. No. Just a pop up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Joey Ryan. It was oh Joey Ryan, I love Joey. Right. Ryan. Yeah, I, I forget about Joey sometimes. Uh, but Joey Ryan pisses he's like the opposite of roman reigns because he pisses everybody like he pisses off like the elders of the indies for the same reason that like roman pisses off like the marks it's he's just like too much of like a prototype like not wwe wrestler who gets people over by flipping him with his dick literally joke like um but i think bailey has to pop the inflatable tube men and then um i think she has to lose the ponytail Mm -hmm. yeah Lose it, and also Just, she has to lose the stars that she puts on her face yeah. now. He's all dark like colors. the the kid oriented things that she does. If they really want to segue her away from this female John Cena, is mm-hmm. all right. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Darker colors, she, darker outfits, darker promos. Right. One thing she I needs did a new notice, moniker too. One thing I did notice. Well, the harmonica was the hugger, and, and we all know she's not going to. She can't she's be not the hugger the anymore. Hugger. And can't yeah, be the like the, even like, like the backstab or something. Like that. Yeah, even that. See, I I be down that that could be badass. I like that the yeah. backstab, Bailey the backstabber. But it has to be like similar to hugger, so that way people still like have like the 
like the sound that they can like relate to. They right, can still right. like like the like vocalization of it, mm-hmm. but it has yeah. to be different in like the actual characterization. I would say when they're like, oh wait, that's not Bailey. Like, right. bro. Damn, I was gonna say something, uh-huh. Jeff, but now you made me forget. I was saying hi to RVD and Matt Riddle before, so. Uh... We always are saying hi to Matt Riddle and RVD. Right, we always are. Bro. Bro. I prefer to hang with Randy Orton. Yes. See, he Randy's always invited to the party, but you know how Randy is. He's <laughs> lurking in the shadows waiting right. for to do his payo. This is Randy. All those voices in his head. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, let's get a couple predictions out. Talking about the women here going into Clash of the Champions. Bailey versus Charlotte. What What's the outcome going to be? Uh, it's going to be some sort of no, no fucking contest, dirty finish thing. Yeah, I think... Um, Regardless, I think Sasha might interfere in some juncture. Yeah, some sort of fucking. There's no way that match ends clean. I, I because, feel like uh, yeah, it's something's going to end up where all four of them are going to be in the ring together. Uh, but in terms of the matches, I think because of Bailey's recent character change and her character development, I think Charlotte's in a position right now in the company where she could afford a loss at a pay per view to help put Bailey over. And I think Bailey's going to come out of this looking very strong against Charlotte. And I know, even though I know she's already beaten her before, but now this is a new Bailey. We're going to see a different side of her, hopefully more of an attitude, even in terms of her offense. Right. And and, Bailey, uh, yeah. And I feel like so. I feel like Bailey's going to come out of this looking really strong and beat Charlotte clean uh, in her title defense. I think Sasha potentially could beat Becky. I wouldn't see. I've said from the beginning that if Sasha beating Becky leads to Sasha Bailey too, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think my thoughts is I think you said Bones. You can't do this character rebirth of Bailey, then have her lose clean in this first match. That's just really dumb, shitty booking. Mm-hmm. So I think that match either ends with Bailey winning clean, like you said, because Charlotte can't afford to loss. Right. Or just some sort of dirty finish. But I do 130% believe that Sasha Banks is walking out of walking out the Raw Women's Champion that night. Yeah. Now, do you think that is going to... I should not do you think. How do you think that's going to affect Becky's push that she's had since SummerSlam of last year? So for the past year. I think... I think I don't think it really affects her push much at all. I think she's going to be right in the main event still. She's probably going to have a rematch with Sasha right away. And I definitely think that's not going to really send her to like a mid card or send her into some sort of like, you know, purgatory. It's just, she lost the title and she's probably, as like I said, she'll face Sasha in a rematch. Maybe she'll win. Maybe she won't. Maybe she, maybe Ronda comes back, you know, and Ronda start reunites the feud with Becky, and the title's just not involved. And we do that at Survivor Series. We get the Ronda-Becky match we didn't get last year at Survivor Series. But uh, I don't mean in terms of uh, her stance within the company and stuff and being in the title picture, but I mean more of, like, her... I don't want to say crowd, not crowd reaction, but, like, the way the fans are bought into Becky. Like, Becky is... is, is, is 
if not the one of the most over superstars in the WWE is a loss to Sasha going to slow down her momentum? Because no. while Sasha is getting cheered, Sasha is the heel in this situation. No. So, you don't no. think so? Loss to Sasha? No, not at all. I think she's still going to get a huge crowd reaction. Like, fucking A. The Rock lost titles. So did Stone Cold. So did Ric Flair. Mm. You, you're going to lose your title at some point. As long as it's to a worthy opponent that's at the top of their game, which I believe Sasha Banks is right now, because you know I love me some heel Sasha. Mm-hmm. So there's there's just no problem with Becky losing. I think she's still going to get pop. I think the fans are still going to be behind her, especially if it leads to her and Ronda reigniting their feud. Right. Now, I, I want to put this out there for you, Doc, and Jeff, and everyone in the fam. If you have never seen Becky and Sasha in NXT... I will find out before the show is over which takeover that was in. You have to watch uh, yeah. that match. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever saw Becky Lynch, and that was when I fell in love with her. So that was yeah, I know a match you're talking about. I forget what takeover it is. Great match. Any of those NXT matches with those four, mm-hmm. like were, were just gold. Yeah, I they mean were. those NXT matches made them stars. Yep. Without a doubt in my mind, yeah. I forget which takeover it is, but it has a great match. Um, the, you know, just, all their matches are just exquisite, exquisite. Yeah. There's those four just know how to work with each other in the ring. And, and yeah, you're right. I know what you're saying before. When we were talking about them, how it's easy it is easy to re- reform them because there is this special bond between them, and there is this special relationship that they have. Right. Like I get what you're saying with all that. So. Yeah, I, I just just because of how how popular all four of them are and what they've proven already, I don't. I think it would take a lot more than just a loss for Sa- to Sasha to slow Becky down. Right. I think I don't know. I think with Sasha, you know, the thing with her is like she's coming back and she really wants to establish the like, oh, like I'm actually pissed off about the tag team titles. Like I'm really annoyed about that. Like you had to give her that win, but I think Becky at this point, is above the title. She doesn't need the belt. Right. Like, wow. uh, you know what? Uh, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Like you said, great champions lose, too. Okay. Great champions lose, too. You're right. She's already had... She's the fir- What? She's already had both belts. Like, think about that. WrestleMania 35 is the Becky Lynch WrestleMania. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like... What is she going to do belt story-wise that she didn't accomplish then? Exactly, right. man. You're now, like I said, the bones, like she drops the belt and then you bring Ronda back to TV and get Becky Ronda going again. And you know what? That, that would be good too because the women's division needs side feuds that are not pertaining to the, to the titles. Ex- that's yeah, no business is good. Right. And you need to bring... Your your actual factions in the women's side back and build them up. You need to make sure that whether it's uh, Absolution and being reintroduced as Fire and Desire or uh, the Riot Squad. Riot Squad. Yes, thank you for saying that, Jeff. You know you have to you know keep them coming back. And even when we saw the uh, the Glamazons wanting to make a return, you know those are established. You know, tag teams. That's why I thought it was very interesting with Sasha when she was like, the tag teams meant shit to me because it's like, 
right, well, now you're talking trash about an entire division of your own division. Right. So, which is trying to be, like, groundbreaking. Well, you need adversity to be groundbreaking sometimes. You need to fight against something. So yeah. it's a matter of it's a matter of the tag division and that which is essentially the women's mid card is the tag division essentially. So yeah. it's a matter of that mid card stepping up at this point. Right. Because Ash is not wrong. It's boring. The tag division is boring. <laughs> oh terms, yeah, I agree. In terms of the mid card in WWE stepping up, let's move over now to the men's division. But before I forget, Doc, we were talking about the NXT. It was NXT. Unstoppable from um, October 9th of 2014. All right. That was the Sasha versus. All I didn't do is that it was 2014. Yeah. That's all I know. So, anyway, so talk about the mid card, stepping it up. We had a challenge put out this week, officially put out this week on Raw from one Bray Wyatt to Braun Strowman or, and, or, and, or. Seth Rollins. That we did. For the Universal Championship. Now, um, Satan Vince did not seem to like that very much and (laughs) had had some words for Bray himself, but thankfully Bray fed Vince what he wanted, and that was just a wad of cash. That was so cheeky. So cheeky. I loved it. What do you think? Do you think Vince is going, ah, I love it? Ah, yeah, feed yes. me more money. Feed yes. me more. Feed absolutely. Me more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Vince loves, loves he, What does Vince love more than anything else? Himself. It, it, himself. Yeah. So if it's about it, himself, he's going to. Yes. yes. He allow, I mean, don't forget when Bobby Lashley was last in the main event working with Vince in the main event in WrestleMania 19 and what Vince allowed himself just to look like a ridiculousness just to be the best billionaire. Right. That's Vince McMahon. Yep. Like he's still like the the XFL like starts up uh, as this is the first Sunday officially of the NFL season starting up. The XFL is starting up again in 2020, and just to compete because of what the anthem controversies. That's why Vince McMahon decided to start his own league again. Which, if you saw the 30 30 on the XFL, you saw the actual innovations that it brought to the game of football itself. But now you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I want to be better than Tony Khan. I want to be better than every single NFL executive because I'm Vince McMahon and I can't be. Can't believe he's doing the XFL again. <laughs> I want, I want to, I wanted to rant a few weeks ago about it. <laughs> so stupid. Well, was our team the Guardians technically? Because New Jersey doesn't have a team, right? New York Guardians. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're we're rooting for the New York team over on this side of the river. <laughs> We only so, have the Devils really now <laughs> in terms of our own teams. <laughs> so, guys, let, let's fantasy book this whole Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins Universal Championship thing. What interests me more is Braun and Seth at Clash of the Champions ending in a no contest because of interference from Bray and it leading to a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. That interests me more uh, than just having a one-on-one match with Seth and Bray or Braun and Bray. I this is what I think is going to happen. This is how I booked this. Stone Cold is not making it out of Raw on Monday. Like, he is totally getting jacked by the feed oh, yeah. before that contract signing happens. Yes, he's totally and he's going down. 
Yeah. That contract sign is not happening on Monday. Stone Cold's putting Bray Wyatt over. That's why he's coming to Raw. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to do the match. Bray Wyatt's ruining the match. And I want a triple threat Hell in a Cell match. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Triple yeah. threat Hell in a Cell match. And you know what? Fucking A, let Bray Wyatt win too. Why the fuck not? Um, what I found very interesting was Seth's comment uh, to Braun during Raw because to be quite honest with you I could have given two shits about the feud between the two of them but then Seth said I know what it's like to turn on my brothers and I know what it's like for them to turn on me don't worry I'm ready and I think that it just added a level of complexity that especially after he cried before SummerSlam he kind of lost that edge so I was happy to see him kind of gain that back at least in some respect so I'm hoping that at the very least, even if, um, you know, it doesn't go anywhere in terms of Seth's universal title reign, but just giving him that, like, gusto back. If you're going to be engaged to Becky Lynch, like, show us why. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> his, like, his uh, shit leaked on the internet, too, of, of, synonymously a few years back. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, but, but regardless of that, it's just like, Beat Seth fucking Rollins like. Uh, well, we've it. said it many times over here that a more attitude like heel Rollins is always the best Rollins, and yeah. like I don't understand why they were like booking to be him to be so such a submissive champion and the whole him like being Didn't Becky's it? bitch during that storyline. I don't understand that booking at all, and I think they're starting to get it right. I think they're just starting to get wrestling characters right in general. I think that's where you're seeing the most Heyman influence is the the wrestlers developing their characters more than Which anything Which is great. It's yeah. necessary. Um, but I think especially even Becky voiced that she didn't like the direction that they were going in in using their relationship on screen. And I think that now that they're moving away from that and it's benefiting both of them because they're keeping their individual identities as opposed to just being synonymous as, oh, well, now WWE's new power couple. Right. Um, like trying to make them Triple H and Steph 2.0. Right. When I mean, you don't need to do that, you still have Triple H and Steph. Right. Yeah. And I said, and they don't have, they don't have the natural chemistry that Triple H and Steph had either. Yeah. No, even before, they're, not, yeah. they're not even, you know, and you can't even say they're like a Cody and a Brandy because it's a no. completely different entity. Um, but even though it's funny that all out, even though if you notice their main card, what they announced for their next title match is a WWE vet versus a WWE vet. But we can uh, talk about that later. Since we're talking about pairings of wrestlers, you know, Seth and Becky, I, I wanted to go back to the Bray Wyatt thing. Are we going to see Bray Wyatt paired up with anybody in the in the near future? I know, Doc, you had said, Oh, before the fiend came back to the ring, that you know he might have uh, a little stable of some people. So, do you think that's happening? Because you know, going to what uh, Smarky thinks, which we're going to get to his comments on in a in a minute. Um, he thinks that the fiend might be behind. This is going into the Roman Reigns thing now. Uh, he might be behind the whole Roman Roman Reigns attacks. That would be some excellent long-term storytelling if that were the case. Storytelling too, yeah. You know, WWE has lacked shit like that so much over the past like ten, fifteen years, and that's fucking great. Like 
long-term devious plot cross multiple, multiple wrestlers getting lines. involved yeah. involved uh rising the stock of like well they like I said eric rowan's stock is rising right now because he's getting a chance to work with two of the best in the promotion and he's doing well like he did a good job at that closing segment of smackdown this week i right. I, I was into that I was into what he was doing. I don't quite get it. I don't know why he's attacking everybody. I don't know why Daniel Bryan's being such a dick. Like, there's just there's something weird that we're missing there. Yeah. And maybe it is Bray Wyatt calling all the shots and controlling everything. And maybe after Bray Wyatt's done, you know, beating Seth Rollins for the Universal title, he eventually makes his way to Roman, and that could be a WrestleMania match maybe this year down the line. Could take that long for that storyline to pan out if you do it right. So, right. for once, Smarky said something that's fucking good, and right. uh, he's not even here to fucking defend himself and you know hear my fucking compliments. How fucking okay he is. <laughs> well, it's probably good that way. Cause it, you know, you know, if he hears one compliment from you, it's gonna go straight to his head. My God. <laughs> Did you guys hear the rumor that Liv Morgan might be joining the Fiend in some regard? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that make that, I, I that could, could see her cool. character working. She's kind of uh, loony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've like a Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah, that's that's kind of yes. the, the realm that they were thinking. I, I could dig that. Well, they she showed some picture of her like cutting off her pink hair or something like that, and then something else then like her oh, twitter like is like it's a black picture and she keeps on doing like very like cryptic almost like i'm gonna go now like almost like weird like dollhouse creepy almost like, like tweets. yeah well, like that. it so. makes sense they're they're doing they're they're Remember the shakeup that was promised, like in the beginning of the year, that never I happened. That's happening now. Like in, it's like, happening right? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now we're seeing it. The revival with Randy Orton, the possibility Ooh. of Liv Morgan with with um, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and the possibility of Rowan and Harper with Bray Wyatt, um, ba- Sasha and Bailey, like back together in a way that we're actually enjoying it more so than that women's tag team run um like we're seeing a lot of just different things start to go down um sammy Zayn and nakamura to, to point out another thing yeah. so we're well, seeing well, that shake up and we're seeing them try new things which is great yeah well uh, what, what about rudolph are you a fan rudolph. of rudolph doctor bobby rude and dolph ziggler bro i called him rudolph <laughs> rudolph <laughs> i haven't heard that yet that's great you know wait wait, um, wait you haven't heard yet you don't listen to our our own show but no, I didn't listen to the last week's show. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was gigging all last week. Wow. Yeah, I, I won't lie to you, dude. Oh, wow. Gigging last Jeff, week. Jeff, Jeff's a little upset, bro. Uh, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> bro. Uh, bro, I was playing bass all last week. Just need a little bit of bubbly. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> back to that. Bubbly yes. bass, man. I like Rudolph, oh, though. Shit. It's good. Yeah, I keep that. Rudolph, it, Rudolph uh, I, I, I don't Credit for that. I don't mind a Rudolph thing, especially if it leads to like a Bobby Rude Dolph Ziggler like match down the line. I don't know. I I I, I just feel like it works Ziggler, for me. Ziggler is either the gatekeeper or now he's like when you don't know what you're doing, pair him with Ziggler. Well, that's apparently exactly what they're doing. They're putting like guys like Strowman and Goldberg with Ziggler because they know Ziggler can work that match and like you know make it. Make it good and entertaining. I think that's why. That's yeah. the main reason Rude and Dolph won that gauntlet match. 
was because they would well they'll put on a good match with Braun more, right. more, so, than like, more so than heavy machinery. It wasn't because they're leading the sleigh into the holiday season of the WWE. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my oh, god. oh oh oh! Hey, they have enough Tanner on them that it could light the way all the way home. <laughs> Been sitting back in the sleigh. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> hey, you were. They they oh are really God. tan year round. They're bronzed up. Oh, Rudolph the bronze tag team champions. That's a very shiny belts. Let's let's bring it back real quick. So Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, leading into Clash of the Champions. Is it gonna end in a no contest? No, Rudolph and Ziggler are winning. Yeah. So, no, talk about the fiend Seth Rollins. Oh, oh we're going back to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, back yeah to Bray Wyatt topic. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's ruining that match. That 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 match ain't okay. ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bray Wyatt's gonna ruin, ruin it. Yeah, he's gonna ruin like a clean finish, but it's gonna be badass probably. Right. Wyatt has history with both of them. Um, yep. With the Shield and the Wyatt family, the initial carnation there. You know, six man matches, and obviously with Strowman. Um, and did you know that Strowman is the godfather to Cash uh, Bray Wyatt's child with JoJo? Uh, I did know that. Uh, I saw uh, a, uh, a post mm-hmm. or something, an Instagram post, I think, or something. Um, that being said, though, I think that if they were given the opportunity to work together against each other, I think it would be that much better, uh, being that we've only seen them as allies not really as adversaries yet right All right so anyway guys uh let's for once i guess doc will be nice to smarky and we'll actually give him a couple minutes to uh say his piece about some topics what do you think yeah whatever yeah he he, he did send me this this thing he recorded i guess i'll throw it in the show i'm not putting it over smarky you're on your own here bro so fam- actually he think i already did put it over I think so by saying you wouldn't put it over <laughs> in the meantime we'll just get a little bit of bubbly alright fam here's Smarky what is going on everybody this is your resident universal royalty king Ricky Rose speaking and if you like what you're listening to right now I want to invite you guys to check out my wrestling show the Kings of the Rings podcast coming out with a new episode each and every Friday right here on Wrestle Addict Radio you don't want to miss it hello Bones and uh yeah hey Doc how are you this is Smarkin coming at you from a beautiful September day in the field. And I just wanted to weigh in on a couple of uh, topics that I think you guys are talking about on your show. I apologize for not being there, but uh, I have responsibility, I guess. Sometimes that gets in the way. So let's talk about some stuff. First and foremost, I want to talk about Bailey's heel turn. Yeah. That was awesome. I am so excited for this. I really think it would do her character a lot of good. And um, quite honestly, who was interested in seeing what a heel Bailey is like? What if she came out and like all of the wacky, waving, inflatable tube men were like black or something? Or she popped them with a chainsaw. That'd be awesome. But anyways, listen, the way she turned was great. And I really am excited to see what happens with the storyline. So, The Fiend, huh? 
I happen to love the Fiend character. I love the uh, Firefly Funhouse stuff. And with him challenging for the title, what a way to just get launched right back into like the top tier. I, I see no other place for him. Like, it's not like he has to build himself. Bray Wyatt was huge when he was, you know, on his, I guess his first run, I guess you can call it his first run, which was a pretty long one, but, um, or second run, whatever it was, but you know, it's, it's cool to see him just right back at the top. And it, the fiend character is just so cool. I, I really, really want to see what happens with the whole Bray fiend thing and what, you know, what comes of it. So speaking of the fiend, I want to talk about Roman Reigns versus, uh, Eric Rowan or Rowan, whatever the hell he's called now. You know, it's funny, you know, with TV and stuff going on, it's interesting that, you know, Daniel Bryan's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it's me, it wasn't me. Who knows if it actually was him? How could it be if The Fiend was actually still controlling Eric Rowan? How cool would that be? That's the person who ordered the attack. I know you're thinking it. It's okay. You can think it. How cool would that be? But as always, I am a smart and I don't think that's actually going to be the case. But a man can dream, right? Right. All right, fellas, this has been my uh, way in on some subjects you're talking about. Hopefully I'll get to record live with you guys sometime soon. But until then, stay awesome. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. Get ready for a war because you're listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. <laughs> and we're back. So, fellas, let's talk about the King of the Ring bracket as it stands right now. We are going into the semifinals, and right now, the final two matches. Well, I was going to say final two, but the two matches in the semifinals are Elias versus Chad Gable over on the SmackDown Live side. And on the Raw side, we have a triple threat match. We have Samoa Joe taking on Ricochet, taking on Baron Corbin, a.k.a. King Corbin. Fuck you, King <laughs> Corbin. Now, while the triple threat match is a great idea, I, I like the matchup. I'm sure it's going to be a... It'll be a good match. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably going to be more than good. It's going to be a great there, match. There, there are three really, really good superstars in this match. But I didn't know if when you're in a tournament, if you both lose, you both go on to the next round. So, like, if I'm playing basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And, my, and both our teams lose Do we both move on to the next round? I thought it was the opposite though Didn't they both win? It's because they, they couldn't tell who won you know That's what? a shitty example Bones Two teams will never both lose in basketball The sport's okay. not set up that way Yes, it this is not happen. sports so This is a TV show This is fucking wrestling This is wrestling And what happens in wrestling is they can do whatever the fuck they want Because there's no fucking rules Right. And Jeff, and you bring up a good point man Did they both win? Or did they both lose? I saw, uh, they, I saw it as they both won yeah, they both won. The double, I, so I see it as them both losing and there not being a decisive winner, which is why this decision was made as opposed to just not ha- 
uh, eliminating both of them and having Baron Corbin have a bye in the semifinals so he can go directly to the finals. Well, How, hold on. How much fucking heat would he get for that if they both eliminated themselves and he had a bye in the semis and went straight to the finals? You know who would give him more heat? If Ricochet was about to like pin Samoa Joe and then Baron Corbin ruined that and pinned Samoa Joe by like, you well, know, hitting Ricochet with a steel chair when the ref wasn't looking. That would give him more heat. And what would you rather see? No match or a triple threat match on Raw? It's going to kick ass this week at the I Garden. Think, I think also, I think Ricochet, like Ricochet beating Samoa Joe isn't necessarily believable. So what better way to rather than make Ricochet look weak because he's your on-screen superhero, so to speak, then, all right, have them both win and put him in a triple threat with Corbin, who's already your biggest heel on the show anyway, and have Corbin and Joe uh, sauce out the pin. Now, wait, it's definitely believable because don't forget, Rey Mysterio did defeat Great Khali. Yes. Shut up, Bones. <laughs> fucking goddamn <laughs> Samoa Joe can wrestle, all right? Yeah, exactly. How dare you Samoa fucking Joe. compare Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe to is. Great Khali, you fucking son of a bitch. Samoa, <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Wendy. <laughs> all right, so also I want to talk about the SmackDown side. So Elias is in the semifinals, which is great. I thought mm. his whole, um, all of his movement in the bracket to the semis was uh, perfect storytelling for him. It does make him look strong. I like that he's coming yep. out with uh, actual entrance music now. I do miss the whole, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Bring. I don't, don't miss it. I was done with it. <laughs> I don't yeah, miss I was, it. I was done they with it. They should yeah. bring it I was back done with it. It every now and then. Only if it's going to be something special or and like, you know. Like a really good promo. Yeah. It, it can't just be like, my name's Elias. Here's a song. Burn it down. And then it's over. Right. You know. Now, I want to talk about Elias's opponent, Chad Gable. So Chad nah. Gable took on Andrade in the quarterfinals in a fucking great match. You know what? Chad Gable had his coming out match. That fucking pop that he got, dude, I felt it. I, re- I DVR'd it, so I rewound that and listened back. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking kid got a pop. Now, watching those two wrestle made me think of two wrestlers, and I'm going to probably get some heat, so go ahead and come oh. at me. I, I, already know. I know what he's going to say. What am I going to say? It's like Brett and Sean. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, I don't know what he's going to say. Nope. All right. That was my guess. I'm sorry. I saw the, the start, the development of the modern eras, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. And don't anyone pretty much like come at me. Trip, well, Chris that's Benoit's pretty much Brett and Sean. Fuck that. It's pretty much Brett and Sean. I mean, <laughs> and Chris Benoit is what I saw watching those two. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, all right. So I'm going to touch on a couple of things and on two two different matches from the Raw and SmackDown this week. That's I indicated in the right. One, let's go back to Corbin, and I think Corbin. You could say the same things. Same things you just said about Gable. You could say about Corbin on Raw this week because his match against Cedric Alexander, 
I think was maybe the best match of his career. I have never, I've never been more entertained, and I've never seen the crowd more invested in Baron Corbin to the point where I've never heard a, I don't think I've ever heard a Corbin match get a this is awesome chant, and yeah. I don't think I've ever heard no. that many people interested in him. And as I've been saying for months over here, you need heels, you need bad guys. He's not supposed right. to like everybody, but now, like I think you said it in a text earlier this week, Bones, like his work rate and his work ethic mm-hmm. and his his um, attention to detail and his ability to cut pretty decent promos. Right. And he's he's in better shape, too, than he was he a year is. ago. He's in better shape. Not, he's good in the yeah, ring. He has an all, a unique yeah. move set. Mm-hmm. He's got high-impact moves. Yep. Got a good finisher. No, just he has the most matches of the year so far. Yep. Uh, like And I did last year as well, too. And he even said recently that he's proud of that record and wants to be the top worker. Well, that's how he knows. That's how a guy like him who comes from a football background and not a wrestling background is going to get over in the locker room with the veterans. It's going to be showing those guys that he can work and he will work and he'll do everything it takes to be the best that he can be. And, you know, you're seeing him, he's going to win this tournament, you know, whether you like or not, he's going to win this tournament. This tournament was made for him to win King Corbin. Like, come on, that just writes itself. (laughs) <laughs> I just really hope that he gets like new gear out of all this. He's I, starting to evolve that gear a little bit, but I'm yeah. sure he'll go and say that he'll put some cane elements into his gear once he wins this tournament. It's a good chance for him to kind he of evolved. tweak his look a little bit. He evolved from a button down to a wife beater. That was his evolution. <laughs> I don't know if that's so much of an evolution. Um, uh, Jeff, it's actually a guinea tea. All of our Italian fans will appreciate me for saying that. Thank you. Um, They're both acceptable terms this side of the river. This side of the river. (laughs) So, Don, elaborate now on the Elias-Chad Gable side and what Uh, I said about the Chad Gable on Drive Match. Definitely a coming out party for Chad Gable. When I think about how that match went, I could see the Eddie and Benoit like comparison. I didn't think about that this week, but it makes sense. Um, You know, I I was definitely I love to see Gable get a pop like that solo. I love to see it's like another guy working hard, just trying his best to get over. And that was a great match. I mean, the ending of that match was frantic. I didn't know who was going to win. So many times on TV, you know who's going to win. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was on the edge of my seat. The audience is on the edge of its seat, mm-hmm. and it's cool. It's, it's showing that also, like all these King of the Ring matches have been really good matches, and it's showcasing wrestling. And it's showing that wrestling fans, at the end of the day, want to see wrestling more than anything else. AEW's proven that, and WWE's doing things the way they are right now because of AEW on TV. They're right. emphasizing their wrestling more. They're realizing a guy like Seth Rollins is going to get over on his moveset more so than his promo skills. Much like, you know, Bret Hart. Bret Hart cut the shittiest fucking promos, like, ever for right. a multi-time like world champion. The ring he's fucking man, the hey, could that motherfucker juice. wrestle? Yeah. That motherfucker could wrestle, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's oh, good yeah. to see it's good to see these these wrestlers getting a chance to like come out and like really show WWE fans what they can do in a real match. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you know, with wrestling, I think that you need that variety, like we were saying before, match types, and that's how you build a successful card. And you need those stars like Gable 
who are gonna you know always be those traditional you know underdogs but are able to do these extraordinary athletic abilities that are able to tell tell those stories and imagine that final between baron corbin and gable if it leads to that right now the story that that's going to tell you know if anything that's almost like a diesel and a uh michaels you know if they if one was face and one was heel in this instance so i definitely see this tournament going one of two ways i do i am leaning more towards King Corbin coming out for yeah. this whole thing. But if Corbin wins it, he's I think he would have to face Chad Gable in the final. Yeah, right. That would make I think sense, right. Well, you have to I mean the thing is like when you take out Andrade, you take out Drew McIntyre, you take out pretty much all the other heels. Samoa Joe is not a heel anymore because he saved Roman Reigns from that car thing. True. So, I mean, who are you left with the heel? You're not going to have a face-versus-face King of the Ring tournament because as it's been established, that heel King of the Ring work, works better. Right. That only – Elias Corbin only works if Elias comes to the ring and, like, Corbin million-dollar mans his ass and hands him a bunch of, like, fucking hundos and has Elias lay down. That's the only way that works because I'll just get Corbin so much damn heat. <laughs> All that respect mm-hmm. he's getting from the fans right now will just completely turn around immediately if the King of the Ring finals are. And he has this ridiculous ceremony, this ridiculous coronation, and then he's got to cut a badass promo, though. If he did something like that, then I would completely buy into Elias versus Corbin in the final. On the flip side, if um, Ricochet is to prevail, and Elias is in the final with him. I've heard rumors of Shane McMahon interfering and then becoming the king of the ring along with the best in the world. Uh, oh, for God. Oh, no, 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 no. You, were you, were you reading Sports Keaton? No. Were you reading Sports Keaton? Sports Keaton's favorite Thursday. What's the other one? What's the other one that everybody makes fun of now? It's like his his Twitter handle is like Finn, but it has like white eyes. Oh, oh, I don't know him. I only know Sports Keaton <laughs> because Bone sends me things like uh, WrestleMania 35 to be canceled like three weeks before WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> he'll like he'll like tag himself as references. It's the funniest. Yeah. Oh, thing. Oh, that best was WrestleMania 35 canceled because of threat of snow. Because like I was what right. the fuck? <laughs> like shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, uh, all right. So, uh, what was I saying? Doc, Doc. So, so about the finals. Baron Corbin wins on Raw. Chad Gable's winning on SmackDown. That, that's my prediction. If Ricochet wins on Raw, Elias wins on SmackDown. I don't see Samoa Joe going to the finals. Nah. But it's going to be between those four. And I think... The Raw is going to take this tournament, and so it's going to be either, um, either Corbin or Ricochet. Corbin or Ricochet. Yeah, it's going to be Corbin. I think, yeah, I think it has to be Corbin. Corbin. It has to be Corbin. Corbin. Right, has to be Corbin. It has to be. I think we all agree that it's leaning more towards Corbin. I'm just worried that people, like you said earlier, are are 
they've been sleeping on Corbin for a while, you know, and I think they're finally realizing his work ethic, his move set, and things like that, and he's getting over, which might not work in his favor. Like he, no, yeah, he's a heel. He's a heel. Like he, I so think I, his like his heel work. I think hit a new level going into WrestleMania when he had those matches with Angle. And now he's still riding, trying to ride that wave. Uh, but then the problem was he went up against Seth, who wasn't even an impressive version of Seth at the time. Right. The right. takeaway right. was the end of days to Becky. wasn't right. about the match with Seth. Right. So, like, what a better way to do that than become like an evil, like a really evil king. You know, we've seen that tendency when he was the constable and the assistant manager. All right, now you have a legitimate title. You're the king. Mm-hmm. Be, a, be like Joffrey. You know, be a dick. <laughs> be like Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean Hornswoggle's going to poison him? Hornswoggle's is Tyrion. <laughs> no, no, no. I guess it wasn't Tyrion that poisoned him. It was, was Littlefinger at the end of the day, right? Right? Paul, yeah. They can, they can back wait. Oh, it was Olena. Olena. There we yeah. go. It was Olana. So, okay, I had to figure it out. So does that mean Linda McMahon will poison? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, send them over to SmackDown. Bischoff's running those stories on anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> wouldn't, be, wouldn't be that far-fetched. I'm also just glad that they're doing the King of the Ring right, like we had talked about a few weeks back, Doc. Like, the King of the Ring tournament was put into place to put over the mid-card. And they're doing a yeah. really good job of that. You had right. Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, uh, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, anyone else who's uh, the Miz, anyone else who's not in the tournament, have all looked great. Right. You know, and it, they had some good shock booking. Yes. And some good shock booking, like with Drew losing in the first round. Nobody saw that coming. Right. So, nah. like, you know... Nobody saw that shit coming. Fuck <laughs> some bracketology up. Right. <laughs> the so. Gonzaga of fucking King of the Rain. Cedric right. Alexander. <laughs> well, fam, that's all the time we have for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode 41 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If you've enjoyed the show and want to show your support, Please do so first by following us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four T H W A double L C A S T. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bones, Doc at Dr. Haas 4WC, Smarky at Johnny Smarks a lot, and of course, our lovely social media ambassador, Jesse J at Miss Bootiesworth. If you have not followed Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter yet, please do so by finding us at Addict underscore Wrestle and on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. Be sure to check out all the rest of the personalities on the Wrestle Addict Radio team. That's Kings of the Rings podcast, Gift the Podcast, the Game Changers podcast, and Jeff, I'm going to pass this one over to you. Plug your shit, bro. Absolutely. If you want to hear me run my mouth and say hello to Matt Riddle and RVD every Wednesday after midnight, you can follow me at 52 Points of Art, and you can follow my show, Not Your Mama Soap Opera, the NPR of Russell Act Radio, at not underscore opera. Again, that's at 
exclusively Russell Addict Radio at Addict underscore Russell. That was great, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff, thank you again for joining us tonight. Uh, Absolutely. I you enjoyed your time with Doc. I know Doc had uh, try and run the show and interrupts you a lot throughout the night. I mean, that's what I deal with every week, so now you see what I deal with. So anyway, All right. fam, I'll, uh, also, if you haven't heard, we have recently launched the Wrestle Addict Radio website, which is WrestleAddictRadio.com. Very unique website name, I know. And also, the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon page, where for as low as $5 a month, you can receive exclusive content, a Google of exclusive content from multiple Wrestle Ash Radio personalities. From the fourth wall, you're going to get Sunday Night Aftermath, you're going to get Smarky's Singles Run, you're going to get Kayfabe Classics, and so much more. Doc, before we, before we go, please tell the fam all about Kayfabe Classics and when the next one will be available. The next edition of Kayfabe Classics will come before hell in a cell and I'm still debating whether I actually want to do a hell in a cell pay-per-view or a pay-per-view that featured a very famous hell in a cell match not necessarily like fully Undertaker but like you know anything along those lines I have something thinking about I have some thinking to do about it but next one will be hell in a cell and then I will also do a Survivor Series one and that'll probably be it for this year like give you another and we'll start we'll do one for the rumble starting in uh, 2020 right on jeff please plug the shows you have on the wrestle Ads radio patreon page so two of the patreon exclusive shows i currently have up is war 24 which is the new iteration of this is me if you are a fan of this is me from the rant with ant days you will be a fan of war 24 it's the stories behind your favorite content creators and what provides their passion to get behind the microphone every week. That first episode is my story and what motivates me. The other show that I currently have up is War Paint, and it's the story behind tattoos and everyone's favorite content creators and superstars. It's really like tattooing as an art form and why people care about it and why they should. And kind of, yeah, my story as a tattoo collector. So if you want to listen to those, you'll hear some of your other favorite hosts on there too in the future. And there are some more shows coming your way as well, as long as, as in addition to High Spots with your favorite Queen Bee, Kate Murphy, as well as other Russell Ags radio hosts like JC Bones and the Doc Haas himself. Hell yeah. So fam, that is patreon.com slash radio. Show your support by donating $5 a month and receive exclusive rewards and content. Well, gentlemen, thank you again for an awesome night. This has been fun. Fam, if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall WrestleCast, and we are here to keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. Like that dramatic pause. Right it's a little much. That was hard to do. Too much. And, you know, it's a little bit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 laser, laser, laser beam.
I'm going to bed, guys. I love y'all. Later. Back in. I'm back in the morning. See you later. Peace. Peace. Jeff, I sincerely apologize. It must be in my storage unit. Don't worry. I actually I have a New York Islanders fisherman jersey. Oh, I love like, the fisherman logo. I, I'm a Rangers fan, but I just love the fisherman logo. Oh, oh, so you're a Rangers fan. You just have a silly Islanders jersey. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, as you were about to show me one. Yeah, I hate the fucking Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey-wise, I haven't been, like, following it as much as I should have been, like, last season. I didn't follow it at all. I hate the fucking Rangers. I was in fucking Georgia last season, so, like... Oh, yeah. There was no coverage of hockey at yeah, all. Yeah, they tried to do hockey down there, and that team ran away to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. They tried twice, and both times the teams went to Canada. You know it must really suck if you're going to Canada. Sorry, frets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs>